What should a kindergarten STEM curriculum look like? In this episode, I am sharing with you an overview of what your year can look like in kindergarten, a breakdown of the structure of your week of lessons, and also some major takeaways of skills that students should be learning once they leave kindergarten in STEM. This is part one of a six-part series where I am going to be breaking down each grade level K through five and the same overall structure when it comes to this overall planning in your STEM space. Whether you are a STEM teacher, a classroom teacher who's implementing STEM, a specialist, or any other elementary teacher who is interested in this topic, you're going to be walking away with a lot of helpful information to implement with your STEM kindergarten curriculum. Welcome to the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast, a show that'll help you with lesson ideas, systems, and actionable tips to apply to your classroom. I am your host, Naomi Meredith, a former classroom teacher turned current STEM teacher and coach. With over a decade of experience teaching and a master's degree in STEM leadership, I am here to coach you throughout the year to help you gain back more time to create innovative experiences for your students. Grab your earbuds and let's get started. When I walked into my K-5 STEM teaching and coaching position, it was a brand new to me district and school, brand new classroom with a few tools and zero curriculum. While this was very exciting for me coming out from being a classroom teacher, I taught second grade for two years and third grade for four years. It's so exciting to have really nothing, but also very overwhelming. And I'm sure a lot of you have a very similar experience to what I have. And so you can definitely relate to this experience. STEM is so exciting in the elementary space, and it is absolutely needed. However, there are so many ideas out there that, again, it can get overwhelming and you don't know where to start. So that's why I'm doing this grade level series for you, really breaking down each grade level. And there's a lot of interest of this when I put my podcast survey out a few months ago. So I'm really excited about this and just breaking it down for you of what it looks like really all day and all year in this type of position. Everything that I'm going to be sharing is 100% linked in the show notes so you can go back and check those out and get what you need with all the resources that I'm going to be talking about. And each episode is also going to have the same structure. I will be sharing an overview of the year, break down the structure of the week, and give you my opinion of the top three skills that students should walk away from in STEM at each grade level. And it's pretty hard to pick three, but just based on my five years in this role, what I have seen and those types of trends. First, let's talk about the overview of the year. If you are curious to see what my actual year looks like K through five, you can check that out at naomimeredith.com slash yearlong plan, where I have my entire yearlong plan for free and all of the standards connected with those. This upcoming year, I'm going to actually be adding a lot of updates when it comes to the lessons that are provided, bonus lessons inside, especially for KN1, because I've actually updated the way that I have changed that over the past couple of years. So jump in on that now, and then you might want to redownload later, maybe in a few months, where I have a bunch of updates. But overall, the structure of this will be the same. Now, if you're curious to see how I actually plan a whole year and the whole method behind this, 
go back and listen to episode 14, where I discuss how to create your scope and sequence in the STEM space. When I am planning my overall year, so K through five, I like to plan with overarching themes. So I look at the standards and think about the different topics that are related within those grade levels, and then also think about the overall skills that I want students to learn. So when I am teaching Lego education kits, everybody is doing a Lego education kit or a similar activity at that time. As a teacher, this is so much easier plan because you have that progression of learning and you also are in that mind frame as you are teaching. So you're going to think about those tips and tricks while you're teaching throughout the day. And again, you're going to know all of those differentiation techniques within that same day because you're basically teaching it over and over again, just at a different level. So I know there's a lot of different ways to do this. You could break it up throughout the year, but this is just how I like to plan. And it just has made it a lot easier just having all the materials out at one time. At the end of the unit, I can clean it up and put it away. I'm going to go through the major lessons that I teach in kindergarten and just a little snapshot of each of those. Again, check it out in my free year-long plan where you can see more of an in-depth description of those. First, I start off the year with STEM Survival Camp, and kindergarten's challenge is to cross the river. So they are tasked using some materials from outside and also things from in my classroom for students to figure out a way for their little characters to cross the river. They are given buckets of water, and they can think about things that go across the river, things that go in the river, and also things that float. So we also talk about floating and sinking. After that, when students are warmed up in my class and have a basic, basic understanding of the engineering design process, more so just what my classroom is, we talk about digital citizenship at a kindergarten level. There are a lot of great free resources out there for teachers, my favorite being Common Sense Media, and there are some awesome lessons and video clips out there that are made specifically for every single grade level. So I use a mixture of that, but also created a STEM challenge that is based off of those lessons. So if they're doing those things with their classroom teacher, then they have something extra that I know they're not doing in their classroom because I created it. So we talk about media balance in kindergarten while it's okay to do things with technology, and sometimes we need a break and do things without. Both are good, but it's really important to have a balance of those things. So there are a few different stories that we read about media balance, and then students actually engineer a balance to balance those activities that are on Unifix cubes, those screen and off-screen activities. So that is a one-day challenge when it comes to the actual building, but the lessons throughout the week apply to that digital citizenship lesson. After that, we move into my maker month, my makerspace month for K through five, and talking about different earth systems. For kindergarten, we talk about how some animals change the land to create their homes. And we zone in on specifically on ants. The kids think it's so funny when I talk about how ants can't go to Home Depot and go get some building supplies and build their homes. They start giggling and think it's so funny. But ants, they decide, hey, this is a great spot of land. We are going to build our home here. 
So we explore different things that ants add in their homes and how they work together as a team. And then we take a couple of days and students build their own ant house, which is in the form of a movable marble maze that can be held in their hands. And then they're able to add labels and pictures that describe this animal home. Then we also have some STEM stations that relate to this standard that go along with that. So we dive in deeper, but our main project is focused in on ants and how they change the land to create their home. After that, we move into my stensational space unit where we talk about video and audio production in K through five. And this is something that I have been playing around with. So this lesson will definitely come up soon, but we create a short video to explain how the shade actually works. So what is the difference of that and what are different shade structures that can be made to give shade? So we can definitely have that. From there, there are some different stations that we do, again, focusing on shade structures and how those are important and even testing our design. So we really zone in and focus on those standards while also creating a small video. And like I said, that is a lesson that I am testing and that will be part of the updates um, within that whole year-long plan bundle. After that, we move into the Hour of Code for December and giving students a lot of different opportunities to explore coding that works at their level. Now, when I do Hour of Code, that is the only unit that I'm not necessarily doing a specific project, which you definitely can, but I'm really exploring coding with different types of resources. So I'll pull out robots that have directional coding, lots of different apps that are free that students can explore the coding. There are some things on the Hour of Code website that we take a look at. And even something new that I implemented were the Osmo coding kits, where there are three levels of coding and they are hands-on and excellent. So if you have Kindles or iPads in your classroom, I'm pretty sure I've talked about the Osmos um, in other episodes. Um, back in the episode about the best STEM toys for 2022, I talk more about what Osmos are, but definitely a really great kit when it can bring hands-on elements to coding, and it works really well for K-2. Then we come back for the year and implement different stations that are related to snow. So we explore matter with different stories when it comes to STEM and stories, counting snowflakes, building snow people, looking at the elements of math with snowflakes. We do a lot of different stations when it comes to snow and read a lot of stories. So we're slowly building up into other bigger projects. But again, this is coming back into the year. Their salmon is a little bit low. So doing those STEM stations, just building them back up and practicing and using all of those different tools is what I like to do when we get back from the new year. Then we move into February. The kids have the groove of things. And believe it or not, I actually do 3D printing with all of my grades, which I have a little mini 3D printing series that you can go back in here. But with kindergarten, we talk about ways to take care of the earth. So we do a lot of different research, planning of all those different ways, explore resources, and then students create a keychain to help remind them of how to take care of their earth. So some of their keychain designs are maybe planting flowers. Maybe they actually create the earth to help them to take care of the earth. Um, some kids like to create a recycling truck. So all of those different ways to take care of the earth. And they are so proud of their keychain design. Once I get those printed and then we color them with Sharpies, put a keychain on it, and then they take it away with them a month or two later. 
After that, if there's more time, and this is a unit I will play around with, I won't always do, but if you want to explore stop motion animation, this is a great time to do this in the spring. So students create a stop motion animation to describe the weather patterns that we have kept track of throughout the week. Now, this is something that I have done when collaborating with classroom teachers. So the week before, they keep track of the weather. They have a little weather journal that they keep all the data from. And then when they come into STEM, they have that data, or at least the teacher has that data. And then we will use that to create a stop motion animation with either paper or Play-Doh to show the weather patterns throughout the week. If we have time, we will add a voiceover with that, or even just students will talk about it in Seesaw. So just a really cool way to get them exposed to animation. Then I like to move into Lego builds. This is typically state testing season, and I know kindergarten doesn't do our state test, but it's just a busy time in general. So I recently bought this Steam Park kit from Lego Education. They come in these ginormous boxes. And they are those big Lego bricks, those Duplo blocks. And I am so in love with this kit. It has been an excellent purchase. I know Lego education kits are expensive and you might be thinking, do I even need to invest in this in my little learners? A hundred percent, yes. This has actually been one of the better ones that I have bought. Now the kits are really, really big. They come, um, everything is sorted in these bags. And so I went and ended up sorting everything by color. And then every day there's a new challenge. So there's a little story that goes along with Steam Park. And then students solve the problem. They can follow the inspiration pictures or create on their own and talk about these um, different topics that come in Steam Park. So it's been an awesome success. I really, really love it and just has been really good for my little learners. And those big blocks have not been babyish at all. They love them. So if you're thinking about a Lego education kit, I highly recommend. Then we finish off the year with my STEM amusement park. And we talk about the standards with the force in motion, how things can change direction, which I'm going to talk more about in this next section. But we talk about that where they build um, their cardboard maze on the wall, and then we have some different STEM stations. So overall, that is a recap of the year and what I do with kindergarten. Definitely mix it up. But here, let's go into what is the breakdown of my actual week. If you need more support with your planning, I have a K-2 STEM planning workshop. I did host this live, but recorded it at the time. So you actually get to hear me answer real questions from real teachers who are at the workshop. But in this two-hour workshop, I break down exactly how I plan, give you all the planning sheets so you can be successful for your younger learners. So that will be linked in the show notes, or you can find it at naomimeredith.com slash primary workshop. This is a new thing that I have started implementing the way that I like to plan my weeks for my little learners. And what I'll typically do is have a main mini project, which you heard me talk about in the full year, and that will last about one to two days. Then I will have STEM stations that will last two days. And then if I need a fifth day or a sub plan, then we will do a STEM in stories where we will do a challenge that is related to the story that we read. And the story might be fiction or nonfiction. So I talked about at the end of the year, I like to do a STEM amusement park. So when it comes to breaking up down the week, here's how I would do that. So days one and two, we start with that standard. So that force and motion standard that is in the MGSS, how things can change direction and move and building to figure that out, figure out the science behind it. 
So students will plan and then design a cardboard wall maze that we will leave up on the walls and use tape and then test their design. So the students love this and they really do a great job collaborating and working together to build their maze. Then we will move into STEM stations where we'll do a variety of tasks. So I have a huge whiteboard that is magnetic on my wall. So I found these magnetic marble mazes that stick on there. So again, very similar but different to the challenge that they did. The pieces are already created and they get to build and create these different mazes on the whiteboard. Then another station is I have found their fake Lego bricks, but a fake Lego brick set where they can build a marble maze that stands up that is not on the wall. So seeing how that will actually change how things will move and turn. Then there's also an app that I found that where students can build their own mazes and add different pieces. And then we have a robotic coding station where there are balloon animals where they actually have to roll the dice, find the numbers, then add them up, and then find the sum on the grid. So fun different challenges that go along with our STEM amusement park, mainly about force and motion, but a really great way to hone in and really get into that standard. So as you can see, I really liked, again, planning in themes, but really zoning in on this standard. I'm not replacing what the classroom teacher is doing, or maybe you are the classroom teacher and you just want more ways to implement STEM and just really have a different way of learning. I'm not replacing that for that classroom teacher. So even if kids have learned this standard in their class, I know they're going to be doing something different with me and really just having that hands-on experience to focus on that vocabulary, which is good for all students, not just kindergarten. It's great for everybody. Here are the top three things that I think a kindergartner should leave STEM leaving. And this was hard for me to really pick three. And I think it's going to be hard to pick three for all the grade levels. So here are my top three. So aside from kindergartners, just like learning what my room looks like, where it is in the building, where the bathroom is in proximity of my room, we do take a field trip to the bathroom the first two days and everybody goes and then we know where the bathroom is. So by the end of the year, they actually know how to go to the bathroom independently, where it's located. But here are my top three skills that I think a kindergartner should leave my class with. They're not really in order. You can mix them up, but these are the top important things. First is for a kindergartner to be able to gather materials independently. So finding where those are and also being able to clean those up independently. This is really important as a teacher to set up those structures where this can be possible. And it is 100% possible. I taught preschool in college and we had our preschoolers do this. So I know a five-year-old, a five and six-year-old is definitely capable and I can get out all of those materials and they will be cleaned up at the end of class. The second skill that I want my kindergartners to walk away with is being able to collaborate with at least a partner. By this point in their age, they're very used to having parallel play where they're playing by themselves, but they're playing side by side with others. And that is definitely how I start off the year. But again, based on the structures that I set up for students, I really want them to be able to successfully collaborate with a partner, whether it's a partner of their choice or it's a partner that I choose. So again, setting up those roles for them, helping them be successful is really, really important. And this is going to help set them up for the rest of the years when they're in my class, but also in school. 
And the third thing that I want kindergartners to walk away from my class is being able to complete a project that lasts more than one days and up to two days long. So it's very easy for students to complete things in one day, but having them actually have a project that has multi-steps and being able to start that, clean it up, and then get it out and then pick it up where they left off and finish it up a second day is huge because they want to rush through their work and just do the create part. So I do still use the engineering design process even in kindergarten. It is an NGSS, Next Generation Science Standard. K through two has the engineering design process. But having a project that can last one to two and maybe three days can definitely be done. But it's something that we work up to. Probably don't start it until... Maybe that maker month, we were talking about the ant hills and all of that, that lasts about two days. But that is definitely something I want to work up to so that they are creating that long-term memory and remembering, oh, I did this the day before. Here's what I need to do next. As a recap, here are the main things when you are thinking about your kindergarten STEM curriculum and just those tips and tricks along the way when it comes to your overall year. First, we talked about the overview of the year. Then I broke down the structure of the week. Then we talked about the top three skills that that kindergartner should know by the end of the year once they leave STEM. Like I said, I'm going to do this series. So we will be talking about first through fifth in the next few episodes. But there are a lot of ways that I can help support you when it comes to your kindergarten STEM planning. Definitely jump on in in that K-2 through STEM planning workshop. You will get a professional development certificate to help you break down how to actually plan out these lessons. I also have a K-5 STEM year-long plan that has all the lessons that I teach. I'm constantly updating and adding things to those. So jump in on that. The sooner you jump in on that, the cheaper it is. If you only need kindergarten, I have it broken down in just a kindergarten bundle and also a K-2 through K through two bundle, depending on what you teach. So thank you so much again for joining me. I'm happy to support you in your STEM journey, and I can't wait to see you in the next episodes. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Naomi Meredith underscore or send me an email to elementarystemcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure to check out my website, naomimeredith.com to see all the show notes from today's episode and shop my K-5 STEM resources. Any questions you have, needs for resources, or ideas for episodes, get in touch. I'll talk to you soon.